What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 351, broken into two parts, A and B. Baby. Thank you, sir. 351A. Posting on 1010 will be discussion on Saw 10, and 351B posting on 1013, also known as Taylor Swift Day, will be discussion on Reptile, available on Netflix. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger Stillian, and Chris, he He has a night off. He's wandering the wilds of Kansas, naked in the forest. That's what I came up with. There's not a lot of wilds in Kansas. It's pretty flat. It's still forest, though. But he's, na- uh, but he's, but he's nude. There's like wheat fields and cornfields. Well, he's, well, he's wandering those wheat fields nude. Fully nude in a wheat field. He is. I'm not he, buying that bread. As he was born. <laughs> <laughs> he is wearing his birthday suit, uh, frolicking amongst the wheat fields indeed. He strikes me as a guy that would frolic. You know, I have frolicked once or twice in my day too. Yeah, that's saying. not surprising at all. At all. Like, at all. None. What's going on this week? How we doing? Oh, you know, back to normal. Living life. It's cold here. It is cold. It all of a sudden just got cold. Like it was, <laughs> it was 80, 80, 80, 40. Yep. Like nothing in between. Very strange. That's great. But I like the colder weather. It's great weather. for my sinuses. <laughs> well, I like the colder weather. I don't like it when it's I freezing. Listen, I love colder weather. I like the crisp. crisp I, I do not like the sudden stop, start. <laughs> no, I don't either. Hey, either. summer. Over. Cold now. I don't like that Immediate. It, it messes with your system way too much for me. Yep. But I'm enjoying the cool nights. I put my window up and just, ooh, it's nice. Nice and cool to go to sleep. I like it. Got to use my seat warmer in my car. It's nice. First time since when? Uh, it's probably been a while. Yeah. February. I don't know though. You'd be amazed. Some of those, some of those times in like late April when it's like suddenly like forty again in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's like a flash thing. But yeah, but here's the thing: push that little button, toasty little butthole. Some some toasty tushies is not bad. I'm telling you, man. It's It's nice. 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 I got to okay. So I got to be honest with you. I went to, you know, I was like last night. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna walk down to the local watering hole. <laughs> Your old stomping grounds. Well, I mean, we're talking like two dec, well, a decade ago, decade plus ago. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a beer and I'm just gonna see what's going on down there. I haven't been down there in a while. Same people were bartending. Not that there's anything wrong with people staying at jobs for. Right, there's good money in bartending. Though. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they. I'm sure they make great money. And it's just, I didn't see anyone I knew that, but like I had to have been one of the oldest people in the bar and I didn't notice anyone. That's how I know I'm, I'm getting old. Yeah. That's great. I know. It's fantastic. It really is. But I had a good, I had a good time with, with, with myself and my phone and texting Mike. Actually, you know, it's funny. I ran to someone that I had known like years and years ago uh, and we just like instantly recognize each other and talk for a few minutes and then that was it. But other than that, I didn't know anybody. So... I shan't be doing that again. Is that a good story or a happy story? I or? was appalled. That I, didn't, I was just surprised I didn't recognize anybody. I was just, am I that far out of touch with people that I don't, I mean, am I just too old that I don't recognize any younger crowd? So I'll be honest with you. If I if I go to a bar anymore, and I don't do it very often, and I haven't been drinking for a while, um, but if I do go to a bar, I tend to either have somebody with me or am I meeting some people there? I don't randomly just stop by the bar. No, no, I don't do that either. I just was like craving a beer. And I didn't want to just. I, I didn't have any in the house. I was like, you know, I'm gonna go and get a beer because they're they're relatively cheap. It's only two fifty for a, a, Miller, a Miller Light in a bottle, which is pretty decent. I mean, Pittsburgh, it's three times that for yeah, a fucking no, bottle of beer. So. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I just want to get one, but uh, I didn't notice anybody. <laughs> so, and it was crowded. There, there had there, there had to be at least ten million people in the one in the small bar. Yeah, so. that's ten million, huh? No exaggeration mm. there. Tell None. Me it was that's good. Wall to wall people. That's good. Just myself here. Glad you uh, just grabbed your crotch at me during the. <laughs> I thought I just get punched show. in there. And you got to unbunch that's, it. That's good. Uh, what else have I been going on? Um, I've been watching a lot of movies. I did. I watched um I watched some of the Bourne films again. I I, I like those a whole lot. What else did I watch? So I watched we had watched this week. Plus um I watched I watched Fury again with Brad Pitt. God, I, I love that movie. Man. Always Fury. a fun family film. God, that movie is so good. Like I watched it on our massive. My parents have this massive television in the living room. I went and watched it. It was like I was in World War Two. It was great. Exactly like it. Exactly. <laughs> no difference at all. None. Zero. Whatsoever. It was great. Uh, what have you been watching? Anything this week? Uh, so I watched John Wick Four again. Ooh, how was that? Because it's uh, it's on rotation on Stars right now. So uh, I saw it coming on, and I caught it like five minutes after it started. So for the next two and a half hours, I watched murder <laughs> on a on a high level. Nothing wrong with some John Wick. No, nope, um, it was a good time. I watched. So I watched the, the first three Bourne movies. I I would. I don't know who'd win in a fight between Bourne and Wick. I don't say Wick real fast. I, 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 I wouldn't. Know. I mean, listen, he's got better gunplay. Wick does. Mm-hmm. You have a Bourne. He's got the hand to hand. That's true. I, know. I, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, it's. Here's the thing, though. We never got an old Jason Bourne movie. Never got a what? An old Jason Bourne. We haven't. Not yet. Um, I'd still watch the shit out of that. <laughs> I'm sure that's coming, given where we are in society. Given Matt Damon's movies, still in pretty good shape. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm sure it's on the docket somewhere. I'm sure it's coming. But Matt Damon is still in excellent shape. What, what was that movie? What's the, the, the shoe? Um, Air. Mm-hmm. He was looking a little pudgy in here. But I think, that I think that's, the, his, that's, that's his character. character. Right, right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was, I was really well, we impressed. We saw him in Oppenheimer. He's in fine shape in Oppenheimer. That's a good point. He's general in Oppenheimer. Um, I I was surprised at how how well that how well the um the gunplay and the the hand to hand combat in the Bourne films aged those movies they age very well. How they the shaky cam look? I love that's my favorite. That's my favorite. I, you'll never hear a complaint from me of shaky cam. You'll never hear a complaint. I love it. Uh, someone with especially someone like Matt Damon who knows how to work it. Oh man, it's amazing. He worked it, work it, man, work it. Uh, what else is going on? Hmm, not much. Or you watched Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie? I did. I went to see Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie yesterday, and it's exactly how you thought it was going to go. Did you love it? I ate some popcorn. Oh, good. That was tasty. <laughs> did you like the movie, though? Would you recommend yeah. it to anyone else with I mean, look, if you got little kids, sure, it's fine. I've never... Here's the thing. For some reason, my daughter uh, wanted to go to the movies, and so we took her to Paw Patrol because... Not it, Saw 10. No, no, <laughs> I, I went and saw that one by myself in an empty theater again. Thank you. you. Yep. <laughs> um, there's not a whole lot else going on. Not, there's no one, there's very little family movies out at all right now, which is, you know, sure, fine. But, you know, I've never watched Paw Patrol before, but... I have no experience with it whatsoever. I mean, animation was nice, so... I have more experience with Peppa Pig. Only because I was curious and watched an episode on YouTube to see what it was like. Um, I shan't be doing that again. Yeah. So. Hmm. I shan't. But. You shan't say that anymore. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, my, my time in the UK has brought out some of my other vocabulary. Yeah, they don't say that shit there either. They do. No, they don't. A lot of people say no, that No, they don't. Yes, they mm-hmm. did. I no, was they there. Don't. They did. Mm-hmm. All right. I watched plenty of British television. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. Okay, fine. Uh, what else? Final thoughts before we move into the episode. 
don't know. Played some video games this week. That was nice. I've been playing some uh, Final Fantasy 16. It's a great game. It's phenomenal. It really is. It's a master class in game making. I've also been playing. I don't know if you, you. I don't think you know what it is because not many people do. But is it was a 99 cent game I bought years ago to get the trophies. Now how it works is you're this little stick figure with a mitt. It's called baseball, and you're running around. You're trying to catch the ball. There's 15 catches, and then you win. You get a trophy for each, each for each succession catch you get. So I've got 14 to 15 trophies. I can't catch the last one. And when I show it to you one day, Rod, you're gonna be like, because like the ball, like it comes out of the right side of the screen, like like. Like and then you have to move your little stick figure around with your joystick and try to catch it. I just can't get the 15 catch in a row. I can't do it. I've been trying to do it now for two and a half years. This is the saddest story ever told on the show. <laughs> so that's what I also played that. So it was a game that looked like it took someone 15 seconds to make an MS DOS paint. Um, I got your dollars worth, didn't you? I have. Yeah, I played <laughs> it a lot. And uh, FF16. What do you what do you, what do you can play in the, in the video game world? Well, so me and my buddies, we uh, normally play a bunch of sports games together, but we're on hiatus from that for a while. So uh, we started playing Payday 3. Oh, that's those, are, those are oddly entertaining. Those are fun yeah. games. I played the uh, second one a lot. Um, the third one's pretty good. Gunplay's pretty good. Need a little tweaks still because it's, it's brand new, but I think a couple updates are coming. Guns need to hit a little harder, that sort of stuff. But hmm. it's uh, it's fun. But, you know, just steal stuff, shoot people. Payday's not a bad game, and I, I thought it was weird because I'd seen it on the shelf one day when I was working at the Exchange years and years, God, years ago by now, like five, six years ago. And I was like, I see this game all the time. I'm going to try it. I actually didn't mind it. It was a really good game. but No, and it's uh, if you do the harder levels, like it's pretty in-depth, too, like the, the pieces that you have to do. So, yes, you know. sir. I watched a featurette on uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 of how they're touting you can literally live a life. Live a virtual life in Grand Theft Auto world. That's good. And that, you don't find that weird that we're there already? No, we've been there. People okay. still. I mean, there's a reason why we haven't got Grand Theft Auto Six yet because people are still playing Grand five. Theft Auto Five. Yeah, it's so it's like three billion dollar profit on that game so far. Uh, it was a billion dollars every year yes. since it came out in profit, sir. <laughs> I want you to. The scope of that is just incredible. Anyway, let's get into the episode. This is episode 351 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, what streaming, trailers, and movies of the week. Without further ado... Here's the box office, kind of tame. Number one, The Exorcist Believer, 27.2 domestic, with a worldwide of 45.6. Not terrible. Paw Patrol, the movie, 11.8 million domestic, uh, 87.06 million worldwide. That's about 20 bucks. That is yours. Congratulations, Roger. Uh, 5.99, buddy. <laughs> oh, 5.99. Oh, fair, fair enough. Saw 10, 8.2 million domestic. And worldwide of 43.8. We're going to talk about that one a little later. I see the poster and the eyeballs sucked out of that guy's head. Ugh. Allegedly. I, I don't know. No, that, def- that definitely happened. That wasn't even the worst thing in that movie. No, not even close. Not even but, close. Oh <laughs> the creator, 6.1 million with a worldwide of 61.8. That's doing actually quite well for itself. And I've seen it. Uh, it is, that is not a small budget movie. That is not a small budget movie. It Incorrect. Like it, anyway. it is. How much is it? Eighty. That's it. Eighty million. Mm-hmm. I don't consider that small budget at all. Why not? I consider like like twenty small budget for a sci-fi no, open I world 80, thing. Pretty decent, pretty decent size, but uh, when you watch the creator, you can definitely tell it's at least seventy-five or eighty million dollars. 
The Blind, number five, 4.0 million, bringing a worldwide 10.4, and I learned the hard way. What is that? Well, I learned the hard way this morning. Well, no, this weekend. I went to go see it, and I, I opened my AMC app, and I went to, you know, you take it and you click through the, uh-huh. I couldn't, it kept trying to charge me, and, I, and then it realized it was a special event. So I, I don't know what that's about. What but, is it? Well, it's, I, I read the description before, long before Phil Robertson with a, as, was a reality TV star, he fell in love and started a family, but... His demons threatened to tear their lives apart. This is the true story that started a dynasty. So I don't know who Phil Robertson is, but I'm sure it's a um, one of the religious people on TV for as it has a show about religion somewhere or another. But mm. uh, it is a special event movie, so that's weird. Sounds but great. I won't. I I shan't be seeing that. You know what? I'll allow that. <laughs> I'll allow that. Six through ten. Let's check these out real quick. A Haunting in Venice, The Nun 2, Dumb Money, which I got to eat some shit on that because I thought that was going to do great, and it's not. The Equalizer 3 and Hocus Pocus 30th anniversary re-release is doing almost as well as Dumb Money. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. A movie you can just watch on Disney+. Plus that's embarrassing. Or yeah. Freeform or any one of the... <laughs> Thousands of other places. Or VHS you yeah, have or DVD. Yeah, fucking put in the DVD. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to eat some, uh, some crow on dumb money because it's, I thought it would do so much better than it's doing, but I, would, I thought that the GameStop thing was more interesting to people, but you brought up a good point. What's that point? Uh, that was like two years ago. People haven't forgotten. Two years ago. <laughs> so, I mean... That's that's the real thing. Is it really was like just two years ago? And the people that know know, and the people that don't know don't care. That's a good point. I just I just thought people were more curious about how GameStop got scammed for almost billions of dollars. Well, the the stock was scammed for almost billions of dollars. Not a scam. All perfectly legal. Well, depends on how you look at it. But you're you're manipulating the market. That is perfectly legal to do, sir. I'm yeah, sure. Fine. <laughs> isn't collusion? Isn't that frowned upon? Nope. That's why they went to court and. It was dismissed, oh, sir. Fair. Okay. Well, good for them. They got their money. That's what's in your box office. No, no, nothing nothing crazy. Now, I think there will be a bit of a shake-up here come uh, later this month and into November with some of those movies. I really do hope to do some, some big box office because there's not a whole lot more coming. Well, I mean, 125 guaranteed in two weeks. Oh, for Taylor Swift? Mm-hmm. I, pre-sales I, at 125 I think now. that's a low number. That's just pre-sale. I, so. I know, but I think that's a low number. Um, well, the problem is with that much pre-sale and legitimately, we've never really had to talk about this. With that much pre-sale, it's going to be hard to get tickets. So I don't expect it to be like a two hundred million dollar opening, but like if it does like one fifty five, one sixty, I wouldn't well, be surprised at all. It depends on where. I mean, a lot of theaters might just say, you know what, these movies aren't doing very well for the for for Saturday. We're going to do just push them five houses of Taylor Swift. No, that's fun. Tons, tons of start start times. I, I could see it doing very well. I, I I don't think 200 is out of the realm of possibility. It, it's not, but I would be surprised if it breaks like 160. Well, now listen, that's still a hell of a good opening for the I, middle. I really hope it does. So like, then you get guys like James Cameron. Like, how did Taylor Swift do that? How did so? She what, beat what, me? One other thing too. What did we talk about last week? About we mentioned one other person who might be able to do this. Beyonce, oh, Beyonce. who also another megastar, has one coming out uh, in. Um, excuse me, in December. Her own concert, so here we go. <laughs> well, this I hope I just I like we said last week. I don't I don't want like I don't want like fifteen of these in the next fifteen months. Well, here's the, if there's one every couple of months, though, don't be surprised. 
Well, no, know? but one or a few months is way better. It's easier to digest than one every month. Well, the only thing that I wonder about this, and, and you know, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more as we actually see what's going on. What kind of staying power does something like this have? You know, is it know. something that sticks around for four, five, eight weeks? I know I, I don't think that it is. No, I don't think so either. But, but. you know, what it, you know, what's to say that Taylor Swift's not number one consecutive weeks? You know, well, she I, could do it, and yeah. Beyonce could do it. But mm-hmm. I mean, those are two of the megaest of mega pop sure. stars. So Which, I, I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if anyone else can do what they can do box office wise. But we'll see. I mean, I mean. Well within the realm of possibility, we could be looking at these numbers in two weeks and like, well, Tara Swift uh, had a three hundred and fifty million dollar opening weekend. Yep. So I did think I did think of one other one other group that might be able to do that. I think legitimately, like somebody like U two might be able to do that. That's as big as you get for a a male group, I don't sir. U two though has like the like the the that kind of audience anymore, though. Do they? Oh yeah. Like die hard. Like oh, yeah. Taylor Swift would die for her. Oh yeah. Okay, well, I'm just saying, Swifties will do anything for Taylor Swift. I'm just saying, they will do anything. Commit felonies. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yes. To help out your your goddess. Look, Taylor what Swift. if what if they are like the resistance in Fight Club? <laughs> I mean, how useful would that be? That's awesome. Is what it is. <laughs> Swifties come. The, yeah, that's awesome. His name is Good Robert for you for Paulson. looping in like a 25-year-old. Yeah, guy. you like that? Good for you, man. Good for Told you. you, baby. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. I'm fucking back. Mike Banning is back. All right, that's it for the box office. Let's look at upcoming releases. I don't think there's a lot of change here, but I do want to talk about a couple of things. Like what? What you got? So this this week, The Exorcist Believer, Foe, and Freelance. Not a whole lot of movement there. Of course, the 13th, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Sure, everything, everything else left, right? No, no, no. There's still that Inspector Son and the Curse of the so, Black Widow. So that's the look, that's an animated movie you for saw kids. The poster, I'm I sure. did, yeah. I did. I saw the poster. I still haven't seen a preview for it. Me neither. Here's the thing. Don't care. But, you know, good for them, I guess, for <laughs> sticking around. Well, I mean, it's a good assumption that kids have nothing else to watch. Maybe it'll make sense. It couldn't have cost that much to make, so... And then October, I want to talk about Killers of the Flower Moon. So okay. we've, we've now seen the next trailer. Yep. And I got to say, I'm a little more excited for it. Um, I don't, here's the thing, here's where we're going to get lost in the weeds is the Leonardo DiCaprio discussion. Is, at least for me, it's, because this movie is, I mean, look, I don't know who, you know how they put stuff on like, best movie of the year, and this is like the magazine who said it, someone, maybe Chicago Steve's Tribune, Movie whatever. Digest. <laughs> yeah, Steve's Movie Digest. Um, you know, one day we'll get up there. We're like, uh, for the love of cinema, says. <laughs> DiCaprio's best. Uh, man, if you, uh, That's a... Best since what? Or just like best overall ever? Best performance. Whoa. I think since something. But it's... I don't know, man. Like, DiCaprio is... He is a good actor. He's a great actor. So, you're going up against a host of great movies. Which I don't think ever... Blood Diamond is the... To me, is the crowning achievement of DiCaprio. Uh... I know the Departed won that year. Blood Diamond is an exceptional fucking movie, man. It is so good. Uh, have you ever seen a small movie called Wolf of Wall Street? Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it's that. I mean, I don't think that comes close to Blood Diamond as far as quality of film. But um, I mean, that's Scorsese also, isn't that Scorsese? Yes. And the, so so is this. So yeah, all Scorsese people are in this too, which I find great. Um, what are you what are you looking up there? Just running through his Oscars, Oscar noms. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's, October twenty seventh. Uh, November 3rd, Priscilla and What Happens Later. Oh, they finally took off Dune Part 2. Give it to me. They finally took it off, huh? 
November 10th, the holdovers and the Marvels, which is getting dragged through the mud again. People are saying, early reviews are saying it's the worst Marvel movie to date, which is definitely saying something. November 17th, The Hunger Games, The Bout of Songbirds and Snakes, Next Goal Wins, Thanksgiving, and Trolls Band Together. I gotta be honest, I'm not looking forward to Thanksgiving. I finally saw that trailer, too. I'm not really looking forward to it. <laughs> I mean, sure. It looks whatever. Generic, whatever. There's like one or two of those movies a year. Uh, the 22nd, which is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Napoleon and Disney's Wish. Yeah, hell yeah, Napoleon. Napoleon. Uh, December 20... I'm oh, sorry, December. It's a big, big two months for Apple, by the way. Apple uh, Productions. Well, Killers of the Flower Moon is Apple. So That's what I mean. Yeah. And then Napoleon a month later. Napoleon. And then uh, and December 1st starts off strong. Bike Riders, Godzilla Minus One, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. Oh, but Beyonce. Okay. And Silent Night. Which the trailer was great. That's gonna be a weird one for us because that's it's gonna have to be bike riders and Silent Night that week. No, this is gonna be Silent Night. No, bike riders comes first and Silent Night. We'll play by our own little rules. All right, whatever makes enough. money, baby. But I like the we're gonna talk about the trailer in a little bit. But I have something to say about that. The boy in the heron apparently is getting rave review, rave early reviews. I mean, I'm, Studio Ghibli, sure. I'm happy about that. December fifteenth, anyone but you and Huanka, as you say, Huanka. December twentieth, Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. I just I don't. I think the movie's gonna come. Boy, out. that trailer stinks, bro. J- Jason Momoa stinks. <laughs> I've been the guy who's been wow. saying it. I don't. He's I just, fucking calling him out by name. <laughs> Jason Momoa, you're gonna come on the show and defend yourself. <laughs> Jesus, I'll pay even your plane your your plane ticket. Uh, I think the Grayson the guy, said that, not me. Yeah, fair. I'll I'll take full ownership of that one. I think even the guy. Uh, what's his? Who who plays his the, the brother? Patrick. Uh, uh, Wilson. Patrick Wilson, I think, even outguns him. But Patrick Wilson's good. Well, yeah, he's good. The <laughs> other guy's Jason Momoa, who is fine playing Jason Momoa. Mo roles, right, yeah. of course. Uh, December 22nd, which is a Friday after, no, before Thanksgiving, is Migration. And then, who? December 25th, The Boys in the Boat, The Color Purple, and Ferrari. And we went over the 2024 rundown. We'll wait till closer to December, start going over that again. But there's your release. Uh, not a whole lot going on. I just, I'm more excited for Flowers, Killers of the Flower Moon. I actually read a piece I hope, you be, on, I hope you're excited for it because it's three and a half hours well, long. good. I'm going to, you know, something. Because <laughs> you got to spend all night watching it. You might as well enjoy it. An entire friggin' day in there. Look, dude, that's so fucking long. I read a piece on Five Nights at Freddy's, which I'm more excited to watch. I read a piece on how the director approached it and some of the tools he used in his um, in his arsenal. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what he was talking about. Uh, and I'm I'm actually looking forward to, in a, in a weird way, the Hunger Games about of Songbirds and Snakes. Uh, I want to see what happens with because of the Rachel Ziegler backlash, and I'm I want to see what happens. I just I think the Hunger Games started stronger than it ended, as far as the four movies go. Well, it shouldn't have been four movies. It no, only should have been three, three at most. Um, I just want I'm kind of want to see how they do. Now, is there source material for this one? Yes. So there is a book. Yes. Okay. Uh, I want to see how they do it because I I have a thing for for prequels and they either work or they don't, and I just. It's so be tough. I've read all the Hunger Games books, all of them. Uh, I would legitimately say that the the Ballad of Songbird Snakes book is probably one of the better books. That's what people say is it's um, definitely it's, one of the better ones. it's really good. I wouldn't say it's better than the original, the very first one, but it's fucking strong, man. Yeah, good. Okay. It's one of the, it's so like. Did you ever read the Hunger Games books? I did not. So the one thing with the Hunger Games and. This is now a book podcast, so deal with it. Um, that's back when I was still actually physically reading books instead of listening to them. That was a book that like, I legitimately could not stop reading. Like, It was so well-written, paced so well. 
it wasn't very big and dude i crushed that book in like a day because it was so good was it at work oh yeah back at the movie theater time fuck yeah yeah, dude (laughs) (laughs) you could pull it off entire i read i read the entire harry potter like all seven harry potter books you know, during like a month <laughs> at work because I had so some, much time. There were slow months there, dude. I would, those days I would, because <clears throat> I was already graduated by then and it was um, kind of free freelancing in Pittsburgh when I didn't have anything. I was at the movie theater, but I remember days when 11 to 6, two people would walk through the door. And I mean, but even worse in the evening because, yeah. like, even if we had people, like, once the box office closed, we, you know, last minute we always started at 10 till 10. So at 10 o'clock, we shut down the box office, right? At 10 o'clock, like, we shut the doors, we shut down the concession stand, and you're here till midnight. At least. Got nothing else to do. To do what? Yeah. It's, <laughs> but that's just movie theater life. I mean, yeah, no, that, I mean, that's it. But, like, it's a great place to crush books. It is. It yeah. is. I wish back then streaming had been a little more, internet had been a little, had a little better, and streaming would have been a little better. I would have crushed tons of movies doing that, but, yeah, I remember that. So, But you like, I'm glad you liked, liked the books. A lot of people speak very highly of the books. Yeah. But the movies tended to get like it just a little worse. Each one was a little worse than the, yeah, than the last. Yeah, they were. So they tried too hard. I think. I think you're probably right about that. But uh, judging judging back, I do want to. I'm personally going to watch all four before the Songbirds and Snakes. Uh, but that's just that's that's in the weeks to come. Let's take a look at what's streaming this week in our rotation is Hulu. Hulu. And of course, because Saw. Saw a 10. Uh, I want to take a look at Saw, directed by James Wan with Danny Glover, Carrie Elwes, Monica Potter, and. Tobin Bell became one of those one of those actors that people knew who he was because Jigsaw was awesome. The things that the first Saw did well it was it was lower budget horror with kind of with a twist. Yep, and it worked really well because Tobin Bell is one of those Wolverine Hugh Jackman were perfect casting choices. He looks that he looks the part. He sounds it. I mean, whatever that was like. He just he is Jigsaw to me. It's the voice, man. And so that, strong. The first movie is so good with all the moving pieces. You know, if you don't quite know what's going on, like your your mind's gonna be blown when you when when the ending wraps up and you <clears throat> you see the pieces play out in, in in the room and you know it's kind of brilliant where he gives he gives he tests everyone that he he finds guilty and then they have the ability to either have the fortitude to win the test or die and, and fail the test. I still maintain that f- the the key in the bathtub. That was the cheapest because that kid couldn't have gotten that key. Yeah. Remember, he, it starts with a key floating around, and he he wakes up and gets out of the tub, and the key goes down the drain. How could he possibly have known that? Mm, pay attention, son. That, but that, I, head on a swivel. <laughs> head on a swivel from uh, uh, Avatar. Yes, Lots of but, things. <laughs> uh, but I thought that was pretty brilliant, actually. Um, and then, uh, of course, since Chris isn't here, I assumed he wanted to talk about Saw 2 by director Darren Lynn Boosman with Donnie Wahlberg, Tobin Bell, Beverly Mitchell, Shawnee Smith, and Dina Meyer in 2000. The very next year, they, they made another Grand Slam with under 12 months calendar year, which is impressive as hell. The story was just as strong. Jigsaw was just as awesome. Uh, and by, by then, I was, I, was, I, had, I was obsessed with guessing the second movie playing out. And I, I, I did think, at least I guessed where the sun was. I didn't guess that there were two different timelines. That's the Donnie Wahlberg one, right? Yeah, that's okay. where he's introduced. Um, uh, yeah, I did. I like that a lot, actually. And I like Dina Meyer. She's great. Uh, I like the, that like Jigsaw had become this kind of American icon and, you know, people, uh, agencies trying to hunt him down. And There's one thing we do well, serial killers. <laughs> we, we do yeah, well. baby. America. 
And oh, I, like yeah, the, I love that movie, way that the movie ends, and then it goes right into that. Um, I think it's who does the is it Puddle of Mud who does forget to uh, forget to remember. Forget to remember. I don't know. It's a great song too. Uh, that was that's that movie made tons of money, big deal. I think Saw and Saw Two are great. I think they're two of the greatest movie in that long running franchise. Uh, and we're going to talk about another one today that I think is very well up there with them. It's but, good. And Roger, you went with Justin Timberlake today yeah. in time with direct by director Andrew Nichol, Justin Timberlake, Amanda Seyfried, Cillian Murphy, and Olivia Wilde, 2011. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, this movie, if you guys have never seen it, so it's kind of a strange concept, but it is uh, in the near future where currency doesn't exist anymore. Like money's not really a thing. The only thing that you have is time. And you live as long as your counter on your that's embedded in your arm, as long as it still has time on it, you stay alive. So um, it's it's kind of an interesting thing about how like Silly Murphy's a bounty hunter ends up having to chase after Justin Timberlake's character, and it, it's a well written story that's uh, just because of the concept of it is just neat enough to follow along. Um, listen, it's not some groundbreaking cinema here, but it is a movie that I do enjoy just because of the concept for it. And, uh, that was like peak Justin Timberlake, baby, you know, like at his height of his powers. <laughs> that was right around the same time as, when was Alpha, no, Alpha Dog? Was like it was bef- that was before that, yeah. That was way before that, yeah. I, I like That's Alpha when Dog he was still, like, you know, in sync Justin Timberlake. Yeah, that was like the tail end of the boy band stuff, and he was still like, it was a big deal. But yeah, he did a lot of movies from like, in and out of those years where I was really, I was always, I'm always impressed with Justin Timberlake. And if you remember the Apple TV movie, Palmer, Palmer which we like very much, a very good little movie that he did. He just knocked out the park. Yep. And Justin Timberlake's always, I think I always get excited. We get to watch a movie with Justin well, Timberlake. Well, we had just, so wasn't it recently we had just said that how we hadn't seen him in anything for a while. And then he's, you know, he pops is. up in reptile. And as a creepy, creepy dude in reptile. Uh, he's kind of a shit bag. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some trailers. Uh, Wish, a big movie from Disney, Ariana DeBose, Evan Peters, the beautiful Chris Pine, Alan Tudyk, Victor Garber is a feature. What are we thinking about this? I mean, look, this looks, it's got the uh, animation style. Yeah, looks looks great. Um, it's like half hand-drawn, like computer hand-drawn, so it's, that's kind of nice. Good um, cast. It's got a good cast. It's got some original music in it, too. So, look, I expect full Disney power here, you know? I hope. I just, I hope. The theaters need some need some extra steam this 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 year, but um, I, I I do hope it's a big one for the kids. I do hope it's a big one for the adults, and it it kind of feels to me it's tapping into that frozen atmosphere with the with the songs trying to be these big. Although I don't mean like Let It Go. I think like nothing. I mean, that's an iconic are, song. There are very few songs that are gonna be as big as Let It Go, but well, um, there's a couple of iconic Disney songs, and Let It Go slots into that. Sure, but look, I mean, sure. that's that's ultimately the goal of any time there's a, a song in a Disney movie, right? Like, you want it to catch fire. And, of course. Yeah. So, you know, we'll never know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But, I mean, at some point, there's a giant chicken rolling around in this that trailer. It out an egg right onto someone, yeah. which I'm a big fan of. Like, I, listen, I, I, gotta, I gotta say. I do love some eggs. And Chris Pine, they gave his character those beautiful blue eyes that he has in real life. He's got a point, very pointy, <laughs> very pointy goatee. I'm, I'm a fan of Chris Pine's uh, wolf-like ice blue eyes. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest about that. Yeah. And um, All right. We have seen more of Chris Pine than we ever needed to see. Saw his butthole. <laughs> I probably won't see that in this movie. Probably. <laughs> Probably won't. Foregone conclusion, we'll, we won't. But, I, hmm. I mean, we haven't seen it yet, so you never know. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about Silent Night with Joel Kinnaman, 
uh, Kid Cudi, Catalino Sandino Moreno. It's a feature. And just a, just a note here, Joel Kinnaman is, he was the first choice for Thor, which I always, you triviaed me with that. Yeah, always, what's up, dog? I always trivia people with that. And they, they look at me like, who even is that? Yeah. Like, well, he, well, you, you, you know, know him when yeah. you see him. Yeah, yeah. but uh, he was the original guy that they tapped for Thor. And, uh, you know, he, he never, listen, he's plenty famous. So you, you know who he is. He up, he's plenty big and built. Yeah, he's, he's big, big dude, you know. And I, look, look, this trailer, I'm, I'm here for it, man. Let's give me some holiday well, violence. <laughs> well, we had, last year, the year before, we had, no, last year we had, um, David Harbour was in it. Yeah. With Santa Claus, mm-hmm. killing bad guys. Yeah. Great. I love that movie. I thought that was That's great. That's actually really good, yeah. though, too. Here's the, so what I like about Silent Night is it, it, it opens a lot. He was in the RoboCop remake, and, like, he's, He's ambushed at his house. He gets shot. Um, it's kind of a RoboCop vibe. This as far kid as that gets goes, killed. Kid gets killed, but he gets shot in the like the voice box. Yeah, he can't talk no so more. So he can't talk. So there's quite literally no spoken words in this trailer, which I think is kind of brilliant. But you know what there is in this trailer? Violence. Incredible violence. Incredible violence. And it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of this, Joel Kinnaman. I hope you attract the crowd because uh, who's directing this? John Woo. Oh, John Woo, legendary. The master of action. That's what I want to talk about. Okay, John Woo is. Do you remember? I like, mean, he did make the worst Mission Impossible movie though, so he does have that on his block. Um. Well, yeah, but look, <laughs> the late '90s were good to John Woo. We got, I mean, Face Off. Yeah, we got Face Off. We got Wind Talker. Well, Wind Talker was 2002. Equally as ridiculous World War II movie, but like very John Woo, you know, action style, but. Face Off, one of my favorite movies to watch of all time, because like it's so ridiculous. And I don't know if you remember there. There's the um, there's the scene when the 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 attack on the penthouse after the two men have switched. Mm-hmm. I'm Caster Troy. I'm Caster Troy. Remember that? And like some of that action is, it's all it's the opposite of John Wick, where at John Wick you you're watching it and you're never once kind of taken out of it because you it, it's done in a way it's choreographed in a way it's like a it's like a solid smooth dance on screen. It's like a ballet, but John, like John Wu action in the nineties was the opposite. It was like, you're very aware that it's John Wu action. And it's so totally unrealistic. Yeah. He, uh, he did hard target with Van Damme. Excellent yeah. movie. He did a uh, broken arrow. Oh, uh, bro. That's the other one. Broken arrow. With uh, Christian broken. Slater yeah. and, uh, John uh, Travolta. Travolta. Yeah. Uh, then he did paycheck with, uh, Ben Affleck and loves. <laughs> remember that awful movie? Remember where, the future? Yeah, or when forget, he yeah yeah when he gets his mind erased and he yeah. doesn't remember it. What that else? was that was during the dark years of Ben Affleck. Yeah. yeah. What else we got here? Obviously, a lot of Asian oh replacement killers. That's a big one. Yeah, that's 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 most of the hits. But like, look, you know what you're getting with John Woo? And oh, I, Bulletproof Monk. Love that oh, yeah, movie. Yeah, was, was Sean William Scott yep. and Chen Yao Fat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that that's that one. What else? Give me something else. Fire off something else. He did hard boiled. Oh, too, uh, he? hard boiled law abiding citizen. He did law abiding citizen. Uh, he's a EP on that one. Oh, like. I, was, I was surprised. I don't think he did that one. There's not yeah. enough action in that movie for him to have done it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, well, you know what you're getting with John Woo. That's that's the point. Is you're getting over the top action, but it's fun. It's look, John Woo makes guy movies for guys. That's what he makes. Listen, I mean, he'll shoot somebody in the face. He has no qualms about, and he'll take hey, your face. He'll, off. he'll blow your house up, and he'll take your face off while he's doing it. So I'm more I'm excited. Caster Troy. <laughs> Ah, I'm Caster Troy. Yeah, that's yeah. I did. Also, I did what a strong it. name is Caster Troy. Yeah, you remember when he's like when he's walking into the church in the end, like all the doves flying everywhere, like whoo, whoo, like 
I like how they're they're cutting it. Like you see the doves slowly flying. Like wouldn't the doves have been out of that building twelve times by now? Yeah, with all the explosions. That's all the you know wonderful editing. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk. Speaking about violence and explosions, let's talk about the beekeeper with Jason Statham, Mini Driver, Josh Hutcherson, Jeremy Irons is featured. Now, one question: mm-hmm. Can you see a man like Jason Statham just living his life as a beekeeper? Yes. Can you? Yeah. Just collecting the samples and collecting. Listen, the honey. honey is delicious. Honey, ooh, honey, especially honeycomb. And apparently, flammable as fuck. <laughs> Which well, is a line I, directly from the I like, trailer, um, by well, the way. We, we just got a fill of Jason Statham with expendable, Expend Four Balls. Expend Four Balls. We got uh, a little bit of him for that. and it's I, I Jason Statham. Oh, we also... Wrath of Man we had recently, too. Excellent oh, movie. God, I love that movie. That's an excellent movie. It really is. There was one right before that, too. I forget what it was. But anyway, moving on. We're uh, The Meg. The Meg 2. <laughs> the Meg and Meg 2, Yes. I like Jason Statham, and I like the, the role he's playing now. He's kind of a hard, hard ass. Which when is he not like a, a hard ass killer? And the one woman that kind of took him in and raised him in his life, um, she gets scammed and she loses everything and takes her own life. And he's gonna hunt down the people responsible, and he's gonna kill. You know what the best medicine for that is? Revenge. Of course, revenge. And I like how the, he even like his character has even like transcended because now he's just like he's looking directly at the camera when he says some of these things yeah no he's breaking a fourth wall brother like, i think that's kind of cool actually he's like i want to tell you you mr watcher what i'm going to do to these people <laughs> that's also going to be and you're like movie. yes tell me all about it sir all about it show me too but yes. tell me tell me also he does have a beard in this movie he does which is strong beard too yeah you would never know anything about that I, I never will. Thank you for that. They're hitting that one home. I appreciate. Where's that, that mustache you're supposed to be growing? I'm trying, Roger. It's not easy. Okay, I'll have oh, that, one. That is your mustache. I'll have one next week for you. Mm. I'll have some long, scraggly hair. I'll see it then. All right, all right. Uh, how we feel about Jeremy Irons again as a villain? Perfect. Yeah, yeah I think so. It kind of, kind of where he lives in that. Yeah, you ever era. seen a movie called like Die Hard Two? Yeah, die, there's lots of. Yeah, he's uh, pretty Lion good at King. it. Thank you very much. Never seen it. Oh, small small movie. You should no. check that out. Indie <laughs> film. Indie film. Indie film you should check out. Small company. <laughs> small co- made a couple of dollars. Uh, it's also nice to see Mini Driver and Josh Hutcherson. Uh, I don't you don't see those as often as you Josh Hutcherson's Five Night at Freddy's, buddy. He is. You get, about to get a bunch of him. Uh, but he is he's good. I always thought he was a good young male lead, and I'm not so young anymore, but uh, he's a good male lead, and I, I always I always like when we see him. All right, let's move on to the movie of the week, my good friend. Let's talk about Saw Ten. Yes, you heard that right. Saw, Saw 10 year seatbelts, folks. Uh, I Buckle up. I forgot that. <laughs> I was blinded by ambition for that one. Let's talk about the Rotten Tomatoes score for one second. All right, Rotten Tomatoes. As you may be thinking, the first Saw was relatively well-received. Second Saw was great, greatly received. Third one, not so well, but it did end out the original trilogy. It did. Four, five, then six, seven, eight. Then it goes off the table after that. Really bad. Like We're talking new levels of terrible for those years. However, this one... Has a tomato meter of eighty-two percent and an audience score of ninety. Not much of a split, but both up there in the t- in, in upper, um, in the on the upper part of the scale, which I'm 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 digging because I was skeptical, but I walked out of there thinking this is absolutely one of the best Saw movies. This is vintage Saw. It is vintage Saw, and they, and they much what they needed, and they've they've cast aside Spiral. It's it's done. It's no longer exists in canon. It's done. How do you know that? Because they've I've read it in one of the. The write-ups for the show for the film is they've decided the producer decided to go a different direction when that one was not well received. Mm. So, let's talk about some particulars, though. As I get rid of this, so what is this? Is actually the eleventh song? Yeah. Movie, oh right? yeah, yeah. No, I think it might be the twelfth. Okay. 
Well, there was, there, there, there were eight Saw movies. Then there was Jigsaw. And then Spiral. Spiral. So this would be 11. There wasn't another one? I don't think so. I don't think so either. But I looked at them briefly earlier, but I, I, I may have overlooked one. But here's... So, well, let me ask you something. What were you expecting, Roger, going into Saw? Um, I expected Saw. What, what do you, what do you well, I expected that? bad Saw. You know what I mean? So here's the thing, like, you know, I, I've talked a lot about how I'm not a big scary movie guy or whatever. Here's the thing, Saw's never bothered me, because Saw's really not scary, it's just it's gory. Just, I, oh, I was... And I, listen, it's on, it's on fucking full display here, by the way. This is the first Saw movie I was I was squeaming in my... I could not... I, so I, I I had that I had that too during the uh, leg removal when I was just like, Ugh. and you were the only one. How'd that experience go for you? I mean, look, you know, I'm on a hot streak of seeing movies like this by myself. What day was it? Uh, Wednesday. Well, that makes sense. First showing on a Wednesday. Sure. No, look, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But uh, yeah, the only degenerate there was me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, what I expected, I guess I expected bad because. Towards the listen after like Saw Four, there's not a whole lot of positive there. It just got more gory got and more, more over the top. Less story, more gore. Yeah, that's. And look, you know, it sounds weird to say, but like Saw is best when the story is better, and this this story here for this one in particular, which is set what in between. One Saw and two, and Saw two. Okay, yeah. Set in between one and two time-wise, it works. And it works very well because, like, it's going to sound weird. is because after watching this, this is a relatable story, right? You know, it's we just talked about Beekeeper for a second, which is about somebody getting scammed. That's what this movie is deeply about. And it happens to folks, especially folks who are in need, you know? However, it's hard to... When you understand it comes between Saw and Saw Two, it's even though you like Jigsaw, you like Tobin Bell's the Jigsaw, he still he still did the the events prior to Saw and Saw. So I mean, oh, he's, he's not a, a good person. He's a likable villain is what he is. That's the well, thing. yeah. Well, it's yeah. re- relatable. You yeah. know, you don't have to be likable to be relatable. Well, but they they but they make you they they really try to get you on his side of the. Of the morality compass on this one, they really. Try oh yeah, to somehow the he's the him. hero here. Yeah, yeah which, but he's still doing bad. I mean, he's still he's, well, but he's he's all, but he's punishing shitty people. Too. Yeah, he's still Jigsaw. So, <laughs> you know, that, that's a good way to put it. I mean, Jigsaw punishes shitty people, and he gives them the opportunity to save themselves. Most of them don't. So let's talk about the particulars for one second. Of sure. course, Tobin Bell, who looks like he hasn't aged a day since Tobin Bell was eighty-one years old. He's he's doing it, man. That's some guy I'd love to have a conversation, like have a beer with it. I'm sure you and Tobin Bell would have a lot to talk about at the bar. Why? I just feel like you guys would get on. I don't. I don't know. What the fuck does that mean? You guys would be friends. Yeah, no, that's cool. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys already are. I'm sure. Shawnee Smith reprised her role as Amanda Young. Um, Amanda, not so young. <laughs> I thank you for that. Woof. Thank you for that. <laughs> that um, was mean. I'm sorry. And Sinov McCody Lind. Uh, Dr. Cecilia Peterson, Renata Veca, Paula Hernandez, Octavia Martinez, Stephen Brand, Michael Brandt, Joshua Ocanto, and of course, Costas um, Mandalore. If you uh, recognized his reprisal as Detective Hoffman from Saw 4 through 8, he was the one running around behind the scenes. Well, instead of always running around, which this movie makes a little better because Jigsaw does call him as if he's been calling him the whole time. Yep. So that, that, that helps with, with that one. Helps with their continuality. I think so. 
Uh, directed by it's Kevin Gretert, uh, of course, written by Josh Stolberg and Peter Goldfinger. Roger, what's Saw 10 about? Uh, Saw 10 takes place in between the earlier Saw movies of our hero, <laughs> Tobin Bell, Mr. Jigsaw himself. Um, Grown listen, up Kevin McAllister. Yeah, it's Kevin McAllister. That's right. Um, so what this is, is a story of him ending up trying to get experimental brain surgery because he has brain cancer. Look, and this has all been established. Isn't any kind of spoiler, right? I mean, because like what? He's dead, right? In their Saw universe? He's been dead. He's, wait, he's, yeah, he's, he's been dead. Three. Was it three? Okay, yeah. So, he, yeah, he's dead, right? And, you know, this is him trying to prolong his life then to get an experimental cure. He ends up going through some, like, shady backwater channels, ends up in Mexico having experimental brain surgery, okay? And then things go awry, and, you know, then Saw happens. <laughs> sure. I mean, well, he is himself. Listen, scanned. there are games to be played. There are. <laughs> live or die make your choice although that phrase never was in this so that must come later however so what's important to understand here is where in the timeline you are once you understand that amanda when saw starts amanda is the first before like the solo comes up on the screen she is the first one and she survives amanda was tested and she survives and she becomes as you know from the saw universe she becomes kind of his protege apprentice. Yep. his apprentice well, that's a good one for like Sith and apprentice. No, oh, yeah, no, it's it's um, a better term yeah, than than proje. Sure, um, it's she she survived, and it makes even more sense when you find out the soft spot. I, I like the attention to the detail of she had a soft spot for the druggy girl in this movie because she, she was, was herself person. an incredibly dr- huge drug user, and that plays into her character quite a bit and why she was able to do what she was able to do. She had to kill someone to get the key to free herself. And that was that was one of her te- that was her test. There's more to there's more context. You get a key out of stomach, right? Yeah, he had to yeah. she had to dig it out of his stomach. Um, yeah, and so she's been helping him, but but we know that, and, and there's nothing new here in the Saw lore. What we're filling in is kind of what really pushed him over the edge. Uh, we get a few snippets of dialogue in the second and third films about there was he had he himself had experienced something that in this I'm sure is taught is what that was he you know pushed him over the edge but he'd already done the events he'd already been jigsaw before this movie starts too so it's important to understand he's already done it so he's established this is a part of the the bigger story so i think it's safe to say that tobin bell reprises his role very well as jigsaw yeah no it's good to have him back looking at characters we can he's pretty consistent with what he with how he presented himself in the other films and he's sounds the same it was not really any breaks with reality here. I, I, it's I good to have America's that. moral compass back. <laughs> it's, good. <laughs> it's good. We should uh, we should just vote this man as president. Um, and let's talk about Amanda for one second. Even though she looks the the actual actress of Shawnee Smith looks a little older, she again she fits She's right still in the Amanda. universe mm-hmm. as if she never left. And I, I again I appreciate that. I really do. I appreciate that attention to detail. Uh, and then so we get this story here of he's dying of a terminal brain illness brain cancer it's brain cancer yep and uh, he's promised salvation he meets with a support group and someone in the support group he sees later at a coffee shop and he's he, he's cured 100%. he's healed and it's important because like in this group like people within like months of expiring and so none of them really have any hope but and he says how do you get better he goes you gotta check this person out long story short is he goes down to mexico gets this sur- what he thinks is his surgery and then he 
feels a new lease on life. He gets a bottle of his favorite, a bottle of what they were drinking at the tequila. At the, the tequila they were drinking at the hospital, and then he goes to give them as a thank you, and every he realizes he had been scammed. All fake. And then we get to Jigsaw <coughs> being Jigsaw. So now what, what I think the question is what makes this movie better is I think it's the script here that really shines. It's there's nothing crazy here. There's no there's no incredible amounts of gore. There's no incredible amounts of of carnage or horror here. It's just it's a well written script with good characters. That here's the key I think is the synergy with with um Jigsaw with Kramer and Amanda is what makes mm-hmm. this movie work. I, th- I yeah. really do think that's what makes this movie work. Well, yeah, they're they're you know two pieces of the jigsaw puzzle here, and they, you know, they work very well together. And he's still teaching her things and having her you know learn lessons, and you know ultimately, and you know I won't spoil it here, but how things play out, you know, is how he told her things will play out because he's done this. You know, he knows how people are and the decisions that people make. But, you know, like, Amanda has her own little thing with, uh, what's her name, Gabriella? Gabriella. Where, she, you know, she tries, she goes out of her way to try to help this woman because, you know, she's, the reason she got involved in this whole thing is because she's strung out. You know, she's on drugs and these are fixed. And Amanda's character plays with that, you know, because she, you know, went through that. <laughs> Remember, what was it, Saw 2, where she got thrown into the needle pit thing? Remember that one where the guy picks her up and oh, yeah. slams her into <laughs> it? used needle? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, no, I it's... Just, uh, <laughs> I, I forgot about that until now, Ron. Yeah, you're welcome, thank, baby. Thank you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, we actually get... Um, what's the the doctor lady's name? What's her name? We uh, we get her who is very, very strong. Um, Give me one, one second. Um Oh, uh, Peterson. Peterson, Cecilia yeah, Peterson. Dr. Cecilia Peterson, who is a strong counter to both Amanda and yeah. Kramer. A good, I thought that's a good point, too, is she's a very good uh, foil to them. It's, so here's the thing. like She understands relatively early on after she's been kidnapped who he is. Like She knows that he's Jigsaw, and she's like giving out orders like, hey, this is what you got to do to get out of here. You can do it. You know... And then even with her interactions with uh, Amanda and uh, Kramer saying, like, you know, I'm not going to do this. We're going to deal with it, blah, blah, blah. And she kind of turns the table a little bit. You know what I mean? She She's not stupid. So I, I kind of appreciated that here because it wasn't just, you know, people dying to die. You know, and like we somebody that survives a test. Two you, people survive tests, mm-hmm. which is not often happen in the Saw universe nope. uh, because they can't. The tests always have something to do with their character flaw and what they're doing to people, and they usually cannot overcome that. But it's so. Let's talk about some of the because, of course, Saw does have kind of that. You remember the tagline: "If it's Halloween, that means it's Saw," or something like very similar to that. If it's Halloween, it's Saw. So let's talk about some of the some of the 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 um, the gore here because I think that's part of the allure of watching these movies is what they can come up with to creep you out more. I mean, we see some guy get his eyeballs sucked out with a uh, industrial shop vac. And I gotta be honest, like as far as the morality thing goes, I don't give two shits about that guy. He was stealing from someone who was out in a hospital bed. Sure. That's so let me ask up. you a serious question. Do you think legitimately, if you had your eyeballs sucked out, that you would die? I think... I don't know if you would. I don't know if you would, but... I, your inability to get anywhere might lead to you being killed. Sure. But the pain from that wouldn't kill you. It would no, be, I don't think so. It would be horrendous. Yeah, it no, it would be, be bad. It would be excruciating, especially if someone like stuck their finger in your eye. 
don't know yeah, because you think that'll happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just so the poster. I was like, I was like, what is going? Like, I thought those were glass tubes going nope. into someone's eye. Socket. Those are vacuum hoses, sir. And I, this, I'm telling you, I've been able to sit through every Saw movie until now, even Spiral, without my leg twitching, without like whinging. But this one, I oh man, that was bad. I. Whew, I had to like breathe. So I, the I one, water, the one that drink. got me in this one was um, the lady that had to cut her own leg off. Okay, she had to use the the circular, the bone saw thing. Had to saw through the meat of her leg. Once she does that, because she successfully extracts her own leg, she had to stick a thing into her femur and extract at least three ounces of bone marrow out. So close. I can't, like, I'm just getting chills thinking about it. It's just, it's, they're really good at getting those things that really make you just squeam in your seat, at least the first time me, but, oh, man, it's just, it's, they did a really good job of selecting the test for these people, and even the girl that has to, like, use the mallet to break her foot in her hand, like, you can, like, the sound effect is, <sighs> yeah, like, the, like, the thud of a, like, hitting a, like, the sound effect of hitting a hammer into, like, a meat. Like a frozen, like a thawed meat thing. Yeah, no, it sounds horrible. Yeah, fucking horrible. But I mean, that's part of the allure of I think of watching these movies is you get to see some of these tests and people not pass the test, and it's I, I think I mean it is cool to see some of that stuff. And it, I mean, because you're not, I mean most people don't see that kind of stuff very often. Well, the other thing is too, we also have a gentleman who has to perform brain surgery on himself. Which I want to talk about that for a second because he looks like he's doing it and he's doing it effortlessly. <sighs> Is it because he has to? Or yeah, I mean, look. How long do you think you'd cut in your own skull if you had three minutes to do it? I don't think I could do any. I don't think I could have done any of that. I don't. The only one I could have, I might have been able to do. I bet you could break your own leg and break your own wrist. I don't. I don't know. But the one, the one I might have been able to do is the bone saw. No because, fucking way. Well, I would, no fucking you, way. You, here, hold me. Hear me out. Because you just have to just do one yank and you're like. That's not the way that works, so you have to saw it back and forth. Because you have to saw through the bone, brother. So maybe I couldn't do that, but that's... I don't remember what the... So the guy with the eyeball thing, he had to turn a dial, but every time he... So he had his fingers wired into like a... um, Basically like a puppeteer string, where every time he clicked a dial, it would snap one of his fingers. Now look, I could probably do that. Yeah, okay. Just because I once. think you just, yeah, just fucking just rip them, baby. Rip a band-aid off, have yeah. all six at once. Just, just get them. Just get them. That's rough, man. But, oh, and then the sound of his eyeballs being sucked out of their socket. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see them just go through the tube and just dink right there in the, oh, man, it was, holy cow. Was the leg one was the roughest one for me in this one. See, I didn't, I didn't find that one as bad as some of the others, but. I don't know. What about the blood one? The blood one. Where they're having the blood dripped on their face and they have to, the partner game. Can't you just lay there and just close your eyes and close your mouth and just, that'd be it? Probably not, because it probably go in your nose hole. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's why, like, waterboarding is so bad. I don't... Yeah, no, it's not good. Every time I watch Safe House, I'm like, I could do that. Easy. Yeah, I you think, think so? I, I don't think I could. Listen, we will <laughs> test this out. Oh, we'll, listen, we'll, we'll get those YouTube videos. YouTube video. Get those YouTube videos back up. It'll um, be tried for a fucking war crime. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's what, okay. That might be a little difficult, but and what about the heat being blasted in your face? Um, like so hot it was. It was like searing was, your searing your flesh. I mean, yeah, it would not be great. I, I oh man, that's it's cringe. All of them are cringe. However, they all have huge, significant importance, and 
Also, what I like about this, I think about this because of the physical production of these things. I've made several of my own short films and films and you know, music videos. Time people up in your basement, breaking yeah, their fingers yes. one at a time. But I, I, I appreciate how they're able to make such a large part of the story happen in, in one space. Yeah. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's, that's an accomplishment, if you ask me, is being creative enough to use one space and people moving around and being able to fill out a whole story with that. So you'd really only need a hospital somewhere that looks like they're being picked up from an airport, a little bit of a drive, and then it's all in that one property yep. after that, and that's pretty much it. So, Shitty old factory. Yeah. So you could do it. Now, did you guess the twist? No. Uh, here's the thing. I don't think you could. I mean, maybe you could, I guess. I don't want to act like Well, I'm I mean, some... I don't consider it a twist, but you knew, obviously, you know Jigsaw survived because it's before three. Yeah. And you know that you know that he was going to get the best of them. So, And if you've seen a Saw movie, you know there's, there's a... Whenever that, the, dun, 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 like, the, whenever that music starts playing, Jigsaw is winning. So I knew that, but, like, I didn't see the, the twist of who it was and why he was there. Like, I didn't see that mm-hmm. twist at all coming. But, again, how could you? No, you couldn't. I, I hate it when they, I hate it when they, when they, when they, hey, when but they here's the that. thing though, when a movie like Saw, I don't care. You know what I mean? Well, I do, because I consider, I consider the first, second Saw great, well written movies. Well, no, that, and that's fair. But like in this movie, though, like where you know you wouldn't have under you wouldn't have seen that coming because you're not supposed to. And I don't think that that hurts this movie in this case. You know, we talk about detective movies and stuff where you know, like Death of the Nile and you know, Haunting Adventures, where they don't they purposely withhold things for you. They allow you know, listen, you don't see it at first, but they they lay it all out to you in this movie exactly what's happening. It's just a little bit later down the road, and that that's fine. I for agree. me here, I, okay, I, I agree with that, but you, I don't think you could see that twist, uh, that twist coming. Same way you couldn't see the twist in the first one coming. You just, you're a fucking liar to no. say you knew it. You're oh, a liar. Who's the guy on the floor? Shut the fuck up. Spoiler from 2004. Liar. Goddamn liar. Liar at uh, you. No one, no one saw that coming. Um, but otherwise, I think, um, I think this movie plays out very well, and I, I don't want to spoil a lot of it. But what I think works here is the script and the the rapper, the the rapport that Kramer and Amanda have. As like student and pupil work because if you know, if oh, and with Peterson too, like her, you know, like their conversations together are are good, are good. That's 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 what I like too. Is and I, I like how Kramer he really they've really been pretty consistent with at least <coughs> at least the Kramer character as he really does give everyone more than a fair opportunity to get out of whatever conundrum they're in. I mean, it involves some pain. And sacrifice and sacrifice. And all that guy had to do was not touch the gun. And like, like, is it really so hard for these people? But like, that's that's part of the whole twist in the story. But I understand that, and I, I like where he's coming from. But again, I've always liked. I would put the character of Jigsaw in the first Saw film, and now maybe Saw Ten up there with like Hannibal Lecter as like brilliant, really brilliant, get in your head thriller villains. Sure, like they're really getting your head. I would put him up there with uh, Hannibal Lecter and some of the best, maybe the Joker from Dark Knight. Uh, really, some of the best, the best ones out there. To just name a few, um, Norman Bates, uh, that kind of thing. But yeah, I really think that's a that's a great accomplishment for the Saw films. And it's I, I think what they've done with Saw Ten is, given the fact that the last four, five, six movies. Four through eight, and then Jig Jigsaw was terrible. Yeah, Jigsaw was awful, and then I didn't mind Spiral though. See, like, I you know, I did not like Spiral at all. I know you and Chris liked it more than I did, but mm-hmm. not, it wasn't. I don't think it was like a ten or anything. But no, no, no but I, I didn't think Spiral was awful. I think it's an accomplishment to <clears throat> from what those for just the movie being the franchise for so long being stale or 
just a little better than average to just be this good. I mean, this is a good movie. This is a good... If you're a fan of Saw franchise, you like it. If you're a fan of thrillers, you'll love it. If you're a fan of uh, just Halloween films, I think it's it's got some staying power, too. So let me ask you a question. Shoot. Do you think this is the end of Saw? I don't. I think we have another one because there's more... There's Because they've done this movie, there's now missing information between... Kramer now and his death in three. Sure. There's, there's missing stuff there. Cause like they do, we do see things like when he thinks he's cured for, and he has a banjo and he's sitting on the bench in the park and the birds, are, it's a, everything's green. The birds are tweeting and he, he opens up a sketch pad and throws away that design. For yeah. The, he's got a guy with his head the in the box. Yeah. And he throws it away. He's like, I'm done with this. I'm cured. I'm going to live my life. I'm no longer angry at people. Um, and that sounds worse than it is. That sounds worse and different. I mean, wasn't that be, basically the box that yeah. Donnie Wahlberg's head ends up in? Wasn't that what he was sketching? I think so. I don't remember how Wahlberg dies. He doesn't. I remember, he survives because he ends up with his head in the box full of water and he stabs himself in the neck. Oh, he puts a, puts he, a, he puts a tracheotomy trachea, himself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And then what happens to him? I don't remember. I don't either. It's been so long. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewatch him, but enough time this week. Uh, but however, you're right. I think you're right. He does get rid of that because Amanda's contraption w- would have already happened, and he wasn't sketching the contraption we saw in the film with the heat and the uh, and that, something different. that was pretty gruesome too. Uh, yeah, no, it's not so good. So I, th- I think it was his his own contraption. Yeah. So there's that. But I'm very happy with Saw Ten. I'm uh, I'm not like over the moon about it, but I'm. This isn't best possible scenario, but it's one of the better scenarios that I could have imagined playing out at this point in the Saw franchise. I do think there's. So you really think more. you'd be able to saw your own leg off, huh? I think I would. If it's that or death, I mean. I mean, you, I think you give it a try. Would you be able to? I don't think so. But you just sit there and let it just. No, I don't think I. I listen. I'd fight for it. I guess, but. There's a lot, man. There's a lot. Well, there's bone in there. Like, yeah, no, yeah, a whole, a whole thick one. There's like, tendons and muscles, and God, that's gonna be so fucking painful, man. Mm-hmm. But after a while, you wouldn't even. I mean, after, I don't think so. You wouldn't feel it after a while. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, could I have done any of those? I don't. I don't think so. I think the finger thing I could have done. Well, I would just do it all at once and yeah. then just be done with it. But or maybe the mallet thing. I guess if I had, I, I don't want to be put in any situation, so I never want to do this. But. Um, and the, I, I did like the consistency with the the animal uh, costumes that the, the, that have better significance later in the Saw franchise. Yep, they're there, uh, but they're I, I like that. Uh, I like again. Kramer has in the first three Saw films, he has everyone's number, and he absolutely <laughs> knows what everyone's going to do before they do it. And I like they kept that consistent because Kramer again is Amanda. When Amanda took over in Hoffman is when things started to go downhill because if you remember in the lore, that's when. Amanda started giving people tests that were unwinnable, and that was always Jigsaw thing: is you got to give them, you got, you have to give them a chance to win. They need, I mean, redemption is possible. Well, the one thing that happens in this movie where somebody survives the quit, oh. survives the test, mm-hmm. and I won't spoil it, but you know, the thing is, like, they this person has to go to the hospital. Kramer is very insistent, like they they, they won. survive, they, they won they their test, the trip to the hospital. Yep, they do not get the trip to the hospital. They do not. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. But yeah, like uh, that was because I don't think we'd ever really seen them like that before. Like for anybody who'd won, like he's never like, hey, you got to take them to the hospital. They just kind of get freed. You know what I mean? Because it was almost always in the fun house type thing. Oh, and of course, the little dude on the bike. Mm-hmm. We got him too. I was actually looking for a bigger. Oh, I want to talk about the twist in the end, but not in a way that it'll spoil anything. But um, I thought we were going to get more of a significance of 
the 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 weird looking thing on the tricycle like what mm-hmm. why that was how that was being controlled or like was there someone actually in it was it amanda the whole time we just never knew that or mm. i was looking for more of an explanation on that but that's just more like in world lore that i wanted but so the twist in the end when you were talking about the blood thing with with kramer is i really thought i guess i had it a little wrong because i i thought that they were going to force Kramer and Amanda into a certain spot and then a gate was going to come down and like they were going to be the ones being saved and then like it, it, it happened in that way just nope. not in that way sure. but that's what I guess was going to happen but again Kramer he always he's thought of everything which again it's I fault you know The Dark Knight one of the most famous movies in the last 25 years for the Joker is too smart he's too far ahead of people I, I always kind of fault him for that but I see a guy like Jigsaw be able to do it because he's He's very bright. You know, he's an architect. He's a civil he's, engineer. He's not an idiot. Nope. And I, I think he understands people really well. He's using well. his brain for good. <laughs> Hero stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so what, do you, what else do you want to say about Saw 10? I don't know, man. So I guess the real thing is in here, and I guess we can just roll right into scoring it because it might as well go down. So I'll go ahead and go first if you don't mind. So it's weird that, like, the Saw movies don't really bother me and I don't, like, like jump scare movies but like that stuff doesn't happen in saw right like you know what you're getting into you know if you if you if you've seen any saw movie you know the amount of gore and stuff that you're getting and look the gore isn't toned down in this movie but it's not over the top either it's not like god what was it in like saw six or whatever the one that was like in the middle of like the park and that glass and all that stuff remember all that shit that was eight was it whatever it was the 3d one but yeah and they're just Trying too hard, man. I agree with you on that one. Tried too hard to make it just like gore pornography. Like, that's just what it was. Well, it was selling. I mean, it, it was, you, yeah. Why would you stop? But, like, this movie goes back to its roots a little bit where, listen, it's every, it's gory, but the story is there. And I mentioned this earlier, but, like, it's a relatable story about somebody getting scammed and going about extracting your vengeance, which is basically the story for Beekeeper. And a weird segue <laughs> to upcoming movies that we'll have to talk about. So maybe Beekeeper and Saw are in the same universe. Think about that. What do you think? No? No, but oh. I, I like to remind that. Okay. Um, but, like, I think this movie's pretty decent. Now, look, you know, if, you've never, if nobody's ever seen a Saw movie, have them see the first trilogy, okay? And, like, at least one and two, those are by far the better movies. This is probably, it's, I don't think it's as good as one. I don't think it's as good as one. It's probably a little bit less than two. Definitely better than three. But, you know, it's right there. Like, those four movies in a block are what Saw is. Everything else after that isn't anywhere near the same When Jigsaw dies, I lost a lot of money. It's just not there. But in this movie, you get a good story. You get your star actor back in Tobin Bell. You get believable scenarios. You get somebody who passes a test because it's been a long time. Or two people that pass a test. And we haven't seen that happen in God knows how long because, you know, Amanda's crazy. But I think overall, like, I think this movie's like a six. You know, it's better than average. It's very watchable. But look, if you don't like Saw movies, you're not going to like this. Like, that, that's what it comes down to. And I, that's what I think it really reflects. You know, we, we don't put stock in Rotten Tomatoes as much as we used to, obviously. But that's why I think the audience score is so high, right? Because, look, if you've gone through any of the other movies or whatever, and, you know, this is the 11th time you've journeyed into a movie theater to see Saw, you're getting a better one here. And I understand why people like that. And that's a good thing. Um, 
I agree with you when I asked you earlier if, you know, I think we get one more round of Saw. I think we do. I hope it's closer to this than anything else because, like, this little story path, I'm totally fine for. So I think it's six for me. I agree. I'm going to go just a little bit above you, six, six and a half. I do think it does everything well. Uh, I think the first Saw is probably the highest, maybe an eight or an eight and a half. Second one's probably a little lower, seven and a half or an eight. Uh, third one is unfortunately a little five, maybe a five and a half. However, it's got some of the cooler scenes in it, and Angus, Angus McFadden from Braveheart. He hasn't done done much um, between those two movies, but uh, it's always nice to see him. Um, I Braveheart do, and Saw in the same universe? <laughs> no, not even close. Why um, they get I don't somebody like gets drawn and quartered? I mean, I don't. I mean, okay, okay. Let's just mm. let's move past this. Um, I do like you know in Saw three like. His tagline goes, not from live or die, make your choice, but Amanda's acting for both of them, live or die, make our choice. And Amanda, so both Amanda and Kramer, Kramer die in three. No, I don't remember where Amanda dies. It might be three, might not be three, but um, it's anyway, it's a worse movie than these. It's funny how the best ones are all chronologically the first Saw movie, which I think is great. Um, it happens to a lot of these horror franchises, though. Yeah, well, of course, of course. But I think it does a lot of things. It, it, it continues the stuff that makes Saw Saw, the little the little dude on the bike, the music, Tobin Bell, of course. Uh, you have the animal costumes they dress up in to kidnap people. You have the tests. You have Tobin's, you know, his little tape recorder thing. It, it, there's They keep everything in-universe, and I appreciate that. They didn't try to do anything weird like the book of like Spiral did, the book of Saw. It's just... The story's here, and if they keep pumping them out of this qu- this caliber, I don't care how long we go. As long as they're all good, I'm here for it, man. I I was I got to be honest with you. I thought, at least with me, Saw was dead, and I kind of re- got a renewed interest in it now. So, I'm 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 here for it. So six 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 and a half where it sits, I think. Could I could see the argument for seven, but uh, it'd be a tough argument. Sure, but uh, I I'm very happy with the movie that we got, and I I really do hope you decide to see it because if you listen to this and you. Like the last five or six Saw movies have been bad. This one is not. So I really do hope you decide to go see it. I can't believe this is only the second Saw movie we reviewed for as long as we've been doing this. But there was that much of a gap in between like Jigsaw and Spiral to J- here. Jigsaw was in like 2013 or 14. Yeah. We didn't start this until no. s- s- And then when was when was Spiral? Spiral had couple, to be a couple years ago. Couple years ago. Yeah. Was it during or after COVID? I don't remember. God, we're getting old, Roger. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck, that's... I know. My memories aren't what they used to be, but uh, I think you're right, though. I think it's... Uh, COVID's fault. Brain <laughs> fog. Yeah, fine. COVID's fault, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm I'm relatively happy. But uh, I, and it sounds like you are, too. And I, I like to think that Chris was... Thrilled to too. watch somebody's eyeballs get sucked out by a fucking vacuum cleaner, Just by the, the way. The noise. <laughs> like it, like that... Thump. Like, it's, it's great. It's great. All right. Thank you, Roger, for joining me. This has been episode 351A of... Hey? Ford Love Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting just, uh, a cool little news st- news stories about film on the social media, and send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail And next week, we're continuing the horror with the Exorcist believer, and well, not so much horror, but a million miles away with Michael Pena on Amazon.